Welcome, Ralph, new one, and Bevo. It is so nice to have you guys here. Roya, do you know what we're doing on this one? No. <laughs> actually, stick around. So Sleepy and Tanel actually convinced us to open up our own nest. And that's what we're doing here today is we're promoting that. We're going to do a weekly show. The nest is going to be called The Rabbit Hole. And we're going to dive deep into some more of the paranormal, conspiracy, alternative history, and alternative news type stories. So we wanted to tell everybody exactly what we had going on and the kind of subjects that we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to let uh, Bevo and Ralph go for a minute, and I'll throw some in in, in a second. <clears throat> Why you guy, Ralph? Uh, hi, everyone. Do you hear me? Yeah. yeah gotcha. Oh, good. So, yeah, uh, nice introduction. Thank you. Um, where to start? <laughs> Maybe I tell something about myself. I, I As everyone uh, was talking, how they uh, find their way, way to Nostra, um, I heard about Nost. I live in Germany, and uh, when there was last year the, the moment when everyone was unhappy with Twitter, so Mastodon became a big thing. But all the people I saw on the social networks posting their Mastodon uh, addresses, they were not the coolest people around. So I thought, like, maybe I don't try it. But when I heard about Nostra, then it was in December, I thought, maybe let's go into this direction and, and check it out. And then after Christmas, I, I started a test balloon and uh, did not follow people or use my picture or whatever, just lurked around. And, and Global was back then not so crowded. So it was easy to, to get the vibe of the network. And then uh, mid-January, uh, mid mid I decided to, to create this account. And now I'm here. That is, I'm really glad that you joined and I'm really glad that you just were like, oh, I'm just gonna, I guess I'm gonna tell everybody how I joined Naster. I'm sorry, I'm not good at co-hosting, but I'm <laughs> really glad to hear your voice, Ralph. Hey, it was the thing at the beginning, I thought it's gonna replace uh, Instagram. But then I figured out this is a nice uh, way to communicate because the people here are great. So, um, now I don't use it as a one-way street to dump my shit, but but it's nice <laughs> to interact. You know, I got to say, Ralph, one of the things that got me interested in Nostra when I first heard about it, I had no idea what this was. And one of the guys that I knew said, oh, you got to check this out. And he was telling me some stuff about it. I was a Reddit guy for a long time. And he's like, hey, he's like, the one thing that's cool about this is they can't censor you. And I was like, wait a minute. So after about 100 shadow bans on Reddit, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a look at this Noster thing. So that's how that's what got me on board. And I'm thrilled that I got here. Yeah, I'm a, I'm <clears throat> I've never been a social media guy because I, I just can't stand this, uh, the centralized platforms and all the bullshit. But um, I actually got uh, a three day ban from Messenger. I was uh, messaging a friend um, and we were having a private message and I got fucking banned um, by Zuckerberg and all his bullshit. And then uh, so I just said I've had enough and I ended up on Nostra. For a and private so, message? Yeah. And I was talking oh, about shit. the government. I was just shooting the shit with this guy. Um, I was bashing the government as I normally do because I'm like 
Yeah. yeah. That's who I am. And, um, yeah, I got this message and said I was outside the community guidelines or some bullshit and um, shut my feed down for three days. Like, couldn't talk to anyone. And I travel a lot. And so the only reason I had Messenger, I don't never use Facebook or Twitter or any of that bullshit. And um, I use Messenger to keep in touch with family and friends back home because all, all my normal friends do it. So that's why I was on it. So now I'm, I've ditched that. Not if if somebody doesn't want to use Signal, then I don't talk to them. That's just basically how it goes. Yeah, that's so, yeah. that's awesome, man. I'll tell you, I got uh, those shadow bands that I got. There, I just I, I got one. Then I got a million of them. So I knew the account was getting watched was because of when, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, I can't think of the guys that went after that went on GameStop and they went after Melvin capital. Oh, wall street bets. When that yeah. was going on, I was promoting the shit out of that thing. And my account was old enough. I had enough people looking at it to where I actually started making a little bit of splash in the water and they were like, yeah. And then, you know, Reddit got in trouble for the whole thing and had to have that congressional hearing. And they were like, all right, we don't need this guy running around telling everybody to help him out. So that was my first shadow ban. And they just never ended after that. So you're a mark man after that. That's what you're saying. You've been. Putting yeah. Your- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Every single thing I put right now, I'm only using the account to actually help out the people on the Noster sub uh, work their way through the Noster setup. So I go over to, and plus I steal all their crap to put it on Noster now. So that's pretty much the only thing I use that account for anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah, um, I had I had the warning in an Instagram uh, direct message messaging. Like, in a direct, uh, I can't believe, man, these guys are out there, huh? Yeah, yes, they, it, obviously they got a, an algorithm, you know, just scouring your personal one-to-one chats that you're having with a mate and if they don't like what you're saying then they ban your ass i mean where like am i living in fucking china what is happening yeah, this is like fucking yes. clown world right god for fuck's sake give me a break and, and it, was, it, it was a conversation uh, uh uh with the person uh, we are befriended on instagram for like i don't know 10 years like forever and all of a sudden there was a warning in, in the DMs. Shit. You know, actually, guys, that's one of the subjects I wanted to bring up. And, uh, you know, being that you're talking about it with them watching your accounts, you guys, here's one of the topics I wanted to bring up for the rabbit hole. You don't remember a while ago when PayPal had that thing in their terms and agreements where they were going to fine yeah. you 2500 for misinformation? You remember that whole thing, right? Yeah. And everybody's you know somebody actually read it everybody saw it everybody flipped out and then they turned around and backpedaled and said oh no we didn't mean that shit it was a mistake which is complete bullshit because if it didn't get such uh you know notoriety then they would have just left it in there but something weird happened everybody uh in the u.s uh who's following crypto knows that that uh congressional hearing that happened a little while ago with gary gensler right everybody followed that because the guy's such a prick nobody can stand him now there were a lot of things that happened through that but one of the things that stood out more than anything and i wanted to bring this up as one of our topics for one of our weekly shows i don't know too much about ai but i hear a lot of different people talking about it so it's something i want to have to look into Gensler actually actually was asked about AI by one of the questioners, and he alluded to something that was really screwed up. So 
he said he was happy with the stuff. And the questioner said, well, look, this stuff kind of scares me because it's very easy to use it for the wrong reasons. And Gensler said, well, he said, you know, we can use it for the right reasons because this thing can scan all of the person's uh, history to decide if they are, uh, I can't remember exactly how he put it. I wrote it down here. Determine if they are credit worthy. So that's, now, yeah. what's that? Oh, dude, oh, that's just disgusting. Eh? That's, that's exactly, what China do. I, exactly. I did see something on China on a topic like that, <clears throat> excuse me, where they said, you know, um, now they, they can, you, you know, China can determine a, per, a person's social credit or economic credit based on a lot of different things. And one of them was something that seems insignificant was how often does the person charge their phone? And they're using it as a level of responsibility. And it just shows how deep that you can get tracked on this stuff. And now we're using AI to do it. So now when PayPal said, hey, we're going to you know, use this if, if we don't like it, the misinformation that you're posting, then we're going to fine you. Well, who the hell is going to determine if this is misinformation? And now if the government is looking at it going, yeah, we're going to use AI to decide if we like the shit you're posting on social media just to see if you're going to have a decent life by cutting you off from the economic system. That's some scary shit. And I'd like to bring that up on one of our shows to address it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's there's there's more conspiracies in all of that than that you could talk about that for a year. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. And just so you guys know in the audience, that's what we were planning on doing. We're going to do a one week show and uh, we got to work out the times because our time zones are all very different. But we're going to try to run the rabbit hole for one year and see what comes out of it and then kind of go from there. Uh, you guys have any other topics you want to do? Because I got a whole shitload. So I don't want to talk forever, though. Ooh, I love conspiracies. Like, I don't know. I really just love. Um, I really like that you guys want to talk about AI. Like, I mean, it's not even a conspiracy at that point. But and literally any and all conspiracies, I know you guys would kill it. You guys already sound so great together, by the way. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, actually, we all go ahead, guys. What I don't want to be lost on the audience is that it took us three to come together to bring Royer out to be a co-host. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> she, know, she knows where it's at. So, Royer, do you have a favorite one? Something you'd like to hear on one of the episodes? Dude, uh, this one's just like a personal one, Loki. I always think about the moon landing. I'd be like, how do they have like yes. how did they do that once and then never again? That's <laughs> on my list. It's actually on the list of stuff. Yeah. I, I did that one for a while. I looked into a bunch of that information and man, there are a lot of things. And now I, I did this a long time ago and then revisited it recently. And I saw, you know, as time goes on, more things happen. And uh, one of the things that came out that was recent, I think it, who the hell was it that was on the Conan O'Brien show that uh, Buzz Aldrin and said, uh, you know, O'Brien said, yeah, you know, I remember watching the moon landings on uh, TV when I was a kid. And Buzz Aldrin said, no, you didn't. He goes, you watched animation. We didn't have video cameras up there. And everybody's like, whoa, holy shit. That's right. There was, it was only still frames. So everything we watched is absolutely guaranteed not taking place on the moon if it was a moving video. I read this too about Buzz Aldrin. 
You saw that one, Ralph? Did you know that uh, in Hollywood, California, where all the movies are made, they have a walk of fame where it has a star for everybody who, who contributed to the movie and television industry? And the entire Apollo crew has a giant moon with all their names on it, not for going to the moon, for their contributions to the movie and television industry. Because the apparently the... Um, filming that they used was very advanced at the time and it actually the industry picked that up and started using it to improve what they were doing so we're pretty sure yeah these guys were you know filming stuff down here and making it look like they were up there and uh, you know a lot of people in the united states bought that shit hook line and sinker at the time i will say there is one conspiracy theory that i recently me and my friends like went down the rabbit hole it was just like fun night and it's have you guys heard about the tartarian theory yes it's on my list too oh my god really i feel like yes. nobody talks about that one <laughs> you know it's very new actually and there's not a ton of people doing it so it's not like an older conspiracy like uh if you take something like jfk i mean there's so many people that did that for so long this one's newer and there's not a lot of guys talking about it but the thing is, when we do these, Roya, you know, we're going to make sure. I mean, one of the re reasons that Ralph is integral is because he is a research analyst also. And he's going to be like our quick fact checkers. So like when we bring stuff up on the show, he'll be able to tell us if, if you know, whatever I said was actually accurate or not. And uh, the one thing that we're bringing up is we're going to cover topics that actually have some kind of verifiable verifiable evidence behind it so it's not just going to be you know th this kind of topic can bring in some wild people let me say i went to uh mufon in the united states the mutual ufo network they're a private company that studies ufo uh everything and i went to one of their presentations at in las vegas at the um atomic test museum so they had a lot of people there i would say there was about a hundred plus people in the audience and the guy who runs MUFON was there and just talking about upcoming stuff and what they went through. I would say for the audience, there was about 80% of the people were pretty normal, but there were people on the Q and a, you could tell some of these people are pretty whack jobs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we want to actually bring up topics, you know, that doesn't matter how absolutely crazy they might sound to the general public if they have some kind of verifiable evidence behind it, we're not going to shame anyone for it. We'll, we'll pull it on as a topic. And Tataria and the Mud Flood were actually one of my favorites. I, I did that one recently, and it was really, really cool. I've seen a lot of good evidence on that one. I, oh, sorry, Bevo. Go sorry, Roy. There is one group I'm going to throw shit at, new one. And that's the flat earthers, man. <laughs> you know, I can't. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I, uh, just for everybody in the audience to know, our first uh, uh, episode that we do was, was a uh, shout out to Sleepy at the time where we were talking about something. He mentioned Antarctica. And that was a really good topic for me because I'd studied it a lot. And I wanted to do Admiral Byrd. 
And he was a big part of Operation High Jump. And that was a whole thing about the conspiracy of Antarctica. So the thing is, if we go back a little bit earlier before Operation High Jump, Admiral Byrd has an amazingly impressive record as a human being and someone well-connected. And the thing is, you're going to get into the hollow earth theory with that. And yeah, I know, Bevo, it sounds crazy when you start talking about it. The thing is, I'm not going to you know, shit on anyone's beliefs, but I will say there's always evidence. And if they got something concrete, like I actually did some of the tests that they uh, gave and, and said, hey, why don't you check this out? They, the tests that they're doing are something that people could actually do in real life. And I'm not saying the earth is flat, but I'm saying there's something going on that we're unsure of. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to crap on them, but I will let them have their day. You know, I will let the, we will cover that one. Even if you don't like it. Uh, man, I think we're going to beg to differ on this, dude. We the will. Earth is not yeah. flat, dude. It's not flat. <laughs> just ask, just ask Tanel. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's our proof right there. That's all we needed. <clears throat> You know, Bebo, actually, I found one thing that was really cool along. So I did uh, hollow earth, flat earth, domed earth, all these different earth theories. And I ran a lot of the experiments. Man, I found something that was really interesting for me because I would like to do a moon episode aside from the moon landings because there's a lot of really good shit with how weird the moon is. And one of the things that came up that I'm still not sure on <clears throat> was – Moonlight being colder than the ambient air around it. And I'll tell you, I actually did the experiments and it did work. We used uh, two different thermometers. One was a mercury analog thermometer and one was a digital. And if you have a decent amount of moonlight, it will register temperature in the area that's uh, colder than the regular air. So what we did was we took consistent uh pieces of material so plastics and metal no woods because they have a grain in them so they can throw temperature off and we found that if you put that item in the shade in half of it and in the moonlight in the other half and measure the temperature on both halves on a full moon you'll get a 12 degree difference on both thermometers and then if you actually uh do it on a half moon where there's half the amount of light you'll only get a six degree difference but it's still weird because the moonlight is colder and as far as what we know for like you know common physics it any light source should produce heat and it was a very interesting thing i would love to talk about some of the weird stuff about the moon while on one of our shows yeah that that doesn't seem I, i've got a fair bit of physics knowledge and that just doesn't seem to um be doesn't jive yeah, no. it doesn't jive, right? But I did I did it myself. No. I've done it on numerous occasions because it's very easy to do. And uh, if you ever want to try it, man, it's really cool. You should check it out. There are a lot of guys who have YouTube videos on it, but the thing is I can't believe a YouTube video to save my <laughs> life. I like, You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. yeah, you know what? You did it. That's great. I'll tell you what. I'll believe it when I see it myself and I'm the one who's conducted the experiment and not some guy on YouTube, you know? Well, what, what about the old one that you did at school when you made a – a pyramid out of straws and put an apple in it and it lasts longer you know like i didn't do that one what is that well you make a pyramid like out of a something like straws or whatever and put an apple in it in the tri in the pyramid and put one outside the pyramid and the one inside the pyramid will last longer 
before it goes Is that bad. true? Or? Yeah. Well, is it? I don't know. I have no idea. I've never done that one yet. That's interesting. Maybe it's a conspiracy. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the pharaohs were onto something, mate. Who knows? You know, uh, that one, actually, we can do the rice bowl experiment. Um, and we can literally do that one together and see what happens. Are you guys familiar with that one at all? No. no. Not here. So the rice bowl experiment was something that came out of uh, an experimentation a while back where there was this guy and he said, you know, if you freeze ice and, or um, take water and you label, you know, good on one and bad on the other, put them in the same room and you talk nice to one and you talk bad to the other and then you freeze them. When you look at them under an electric uh, electron microscope, you could see there's a a more chaotic structure to the ice crystals in the bad one and there's a more harmonic structure to the ones for the good ice crystals now that's fine but not everybody has an electron microscope but what the key was was the water so it it came down to the rice bowl experiment where <clears throat> excuse me if you take uh two bowls if you just cook a batch of rice and it split it in half and put them in two sealed jars and you do the exact same thing the experiment's design was can the the field around a human being and the intention of a human being the person's will affect the area around it so if you do this there are again there are people on youtube that do it but you can do it on your yourself can it change the effect of something around you and what turns out is after about nine weeks of doing this you'll see a, a much larger considerable considerable amount of mold and decay on the one that has the bad label on it versus the one that has the good label on it. So we can actually do that through the course of the show. We could each do it once and then just post pictures of it just to show the difference. That would be an interesting one to kind of figure out if it's true or not. Yeah. It sounds like you're taking this whole woke thing too seriously, man. You're telling me <laughs> you're, you're, upsetting, you're upsetting rice. Is that what you're doing? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're no. You upset the water, no? And then yeah, the it's the water. Works. Yeah, it's the water. Yeah, that's the design is that the, the water is affected by your uh, presence and how you feel. Basically, your mood is changing of having a physical effect on your immediate uh, surroundings. Water has I, did not see this, I, I did not see the rice ball experiment, but the guy, I think it's a Japanese guy. I saw him talking to, to glasses of water, screaming at them and so on. Yeah, he was the first one to do that. That's where this whole rice bowl one came from, was his experiments. Huh. Yeah, that was a good one. I had a couple of other ones up here. I wanted to do uh, some other ones. Yeah, Roy, I had uh, Mud Flood and Tartaria on here. I wanted to do time slips as an episode. Those are some really interesting things where you get uh, people that show up in different areas of time or where you'll get someone go going into one area and then coming out of another area like they've slipped through the fabric of time and i think one of the most famous cases was there was someone well in the u.s anyway there was someone in the u.s who showed up in the middle of the street and got hit by a car and when they did the autopsy they found like everything on the guy was like a hundred years in the past and they have no recollection of this guy at the current time. And when they started researching all the items that he had on him, like the envelope with the stamp and he had like a beer token for a pub and all this stuff that like all of these places actually existed, but they existed a hundred years in the past and they weren't 
at that particular time. I thought that was an interesting subject too. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'd also like to explore some more of the uh, government conspiracies. Um, I think they're, you know, they go deep, man, real deep. Um, yeah, I have uh, MK Ultra on my list. Any kind of mind control stuff like the uh, Manchurian Candidate and things like that. So that would, that's a fantastic topic. Yeah. Isn't there a thing called like the monarch thingy? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Project Monarch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I've seen was, that, one. that was named after the butterfly because um, those butterflies migrate and they go for three generations during their migration pattern. And they all know what to do, even though they don't have like, you know, a way to tell each other, hey, look, we're all going to fly to this place. It's going to take three generations and then we're all going to fly back. So it was how do you pass information from one generation to another generation? And what you were talking about, Roya, that the U.S. government was doing was they wanted to see if they could implant something in someone's DNA that a generation or more later could manifest itself. And it was designed for like assassination reasons. So the person <clears throat> would never know that two generations later when they were born, that they were born with some type of trip code in their DNA, that at some point in their life, they would turn into a government assassin and there would be no trace of any type of communication with that person. That was a hell of a, yeah, hell of a operation. So it's like related to MK Ultra, which is a confirmed real thing that happened. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it was Project Monarch, I believe was the name of it. But uh, the thing is, is that this is the stuff that we know about. So you can only imagine the kind of crap that we don't know about that they're doing now. I mean, it's probably gotten pretty damn scary by this time. Another mystery I would like to explore is uh, the question... Uh, if Sleepy is an alien from Planet Tanner. <laughs> Actually, Ralph, I had uh, on my list, I wanted to do uh, reptilians because it's <laughs> such a big popular topic for so long that it absolutely deserves at least one friggin' episode. And the idea behind that is, is you know, this is going to be very speculative, even though there's a lot of, you know, circumstantial evidence not the really concrete but if we had let's just throw this out as a hypothetical if we have evolved from some type of primate into an intelligent species why couldn't some other species do it so i was like well at least you know i mean that seems to be a hot topic across all the social media platforms for the conspiracy community they love reptilians so i definitely would like to cover that one at some point in time Oh, and uh, but then we've also we've also got to look at Area Fifty One and all that. That's uh, that's that goes pretty deep as well. Um, UFOs and the like. Bevo, I would love to. I've been to Area Fifty One on multiple occasions, so that for me is a fantastic topic. I would absolutely love to do that, man. Something I I you know that always does my head in is why do we have to assume and make the aliens and the pictures of the aliens and everything look like us, like they're almost humanoid, you know, like this, that sort of generic, like if we're going to, if we're going to make this shit up, why do we have to do that? Why can't they be something totally different or just an energy force? 
So I'm going to call bullshit on Area 51 and all the crap that they reckon they've got straight off the bat. You know, actually, uh, this is going to get really fringe as far as topics go. But during the time that I spent with the remote viewing people and practicing that, that's something that came up on numerous occasions because if you have somebody who can actually remote view and use the psychic ability to, you know, focus it on one particular topic, one of the most common topics is going to be aliens and UFOs. And a lot of times when they do something like that, the results come back and they are not humanoid type results. It's, it's because that's a limit to the extent of our imaginations. Yeah, but some exactly. of these, Yeah, some of these guys were coming back with some outlandish friggin' descriptions of what alien life was, you know, or, or some other life. Yeah, I would love to do that. that that's a great, great topic. And I, I, mean, uh, I mean, to even, even think that somebody in another galaxy has actually got a spaceship like we have and a humanoid body right form and comes here to have a look at us and see what we're doing is is just farcical i mean it's yeah. just going to be an energy yeah. force of some description that just saps around and does whatever it does i mean so yeah i'm calling bullshit on on all of it yeah you know even if a species did have the ability to travel like that that doesn't mean they're going to use the same type of what we would call craft or even look remotely like yeah. us you know yeah. so hang on one second qw go ahead yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, when you when you think about the technology that would be involved in UFOs and uh, they're, they're, they're basically masters of gravity, if that's the case, uh, you know, you look at our technology where we're going into AI, um, why wouldn't they have just already sent, they've already mastered AI. I mean, we could just be, you know, all they're sending, they're not sending actual humans or actual aliens, they're sending just their, uh, their devices, you know? Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a good point. I actually had this discussion just to give a different perspective on it. The thing with the uh, grays, the, the standard gray alien that everybody's familiar with, there has been some uh, people that have suggested that they are not an organic organism, that they are actually a uh, hybrid type cyborg. So they are an AI, but with an organic compound around it. The thing is, from what you're talking about, QW, is why wouldn't you send some type of AI kind of thing out there so that even if you were a, an organic organism that had the ability to expire, you would probably send something like a probe out there. And one of the suggestions that came up was the reason we've actually had crashes like this, uh, you know, reported where UFOs have actually touched Earth is because you're not sending, you know, the master fleet out to come here. You're just sending probes out to gather information. And if you lose one, these things can't get off the planet. So you really don't give a shit. And that was just a theory, but it does sit with what you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that any, you're crazy to think that we're in this universe or the next one or the next one that there's nothing more intelligent than us because we are pretty stupid when you look what we do. <laughs> <out there>. um, <clears throat> the it, it would be nothing. It, it would just be teleportation of some description. It's it's a transfer of an energy mass is all it is. So however they've whatever mechanism they've used 
to get themselves around the universe is just taking matter and getting it from one point to the next. That's it. And yeah. once you overcome that, you're done. You, 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 this whole thing of hop, hopping in Elon's fucking spaceship and going to Mars is going. Right, right, right. It's, it's old technology, mate. He needs to, you know, he needs to get on with it. Yeah, and that was, you know, one of the other things that we were talking about before when Roy brought up the moon landings. One of the biggest problems, I remember there was a 2014 uh, little video that came out from NASA, and they were talking about the Orion project of flying this giant ship from Earth to Mars and, you know, populating Mars and this, this, and that. And they even said at that particular time, we still have a problem with the Van Allen belts. We can't break a certain height of orbit without frying anything organic. So you're right. That technology that we're using with getting rockets up, I mean, yeah, that's fine for low Earth orbit, but it is not a viable way to travel like interstellar space, you know? Yeah. I mean, but you got to walk before you can run. We didn't build skyscrapers overnight, you know. We built a right. one story, then a two story, and so like, you know, we'll get there, but it won't be in our lifetime, that's for sure. I don't and, think I'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, uh, if somebody's coming to see us, they're not nasty like us. They've they've moved on well, well beyond that to get to that point. To get to the point of being able to travel from one universe to another, you're not roaring around your own planet shooting people starving people right doing all that bullshit they're, right. they're on a different level man that's you know yeah. I, I go ahead ralph yeah you solved so many problems you are not going to raid other planets for their energy or their resources all those problems you solved already on the way yeah you know bevo that's very true with one of the um like the philosophical ideas of visiting this planet from somewhere else was if you were to take a an outside snapshot you would look down and say you know what we definitely don't want to interact with these jerk offs but we do want to keep an eye on them just in case they start getting off of their planet and that was actually one of the theories of the moon being what would be considered like a dyson sphere where it was actually uh, an actual craft that was parked here was maybe they put that here just to keep an eye on us because to them that's like breaking open an ant farm inside of your house you know what i mean so i mean i mean just think about this there's there's a there's something up there looking down on us just to check us out and one one of them says to the other one says have a look at these turkeys they put themselves in these two two ton metal boxes with wheels on it get on a skinny road and drive toward each other and they're in control of it with a steering wheel going 70 mile an hour what yeah at lethal doing? speeds yeah what are they doing i mean just look at every zoom out and look at everything we do we are neanderthal at best at best yeah and you know one of the uh the uh, points of view from stanton friedman he was an old uh, ufo guy he said, you know, if you look down on this planet, this uh, species most common hobby for the last 10,000 years is tribal warfare. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, he's not wrong about that, you know? Yeah. Now we got a long ways to go. Yeah, let me see what else I got on this list. Um, 
Oh, you know what I'd like to do on this one? This one kind of fun. Uh, out of place artifacts and forbidden technology. I don't know if you guys have any interest on that, but I enjoy the hell out of that. Austin, you got something there? Yo, well, it's kind of it kind of ties both of these things together. I don't know if you heard the story about um, the Egyptian scarab that they worshipped and how uh, some Russian dude uh, was talking about how uh, it, it, it can produce anti-gravity effects by using like the iridescence of its shell and light and the flapping of its wings and like some kind of void in its body. And even though it, it doesn't seem like it should be able to fly, it creates like an anti-gravity effect, which helps levitate it and allows it to fly, you know? And to me, that kind of seems like uh, a way for these UFOs to kind of exist and float in a way in a technology that maybe the Egyptians had an idea about um, that is kind of, you know, lost to time, but also maybe hidden by maybe some of our governments in the world today uh, have knowledge about that technology and are using it to create these these flying crafts that exist that we call UFOs, you know? So I don't know if you heard about that you scarab know, thing. I, I want to ask you, so you're talking about an actual uh, living scarab? Yeah, it's like those those scarabs that have like, they're kind of, they're like beetles and they got like a hard shell and they kind of like have an iridescent shell, but then they're also, they fly through and they kind of fly like a bee, but they're kind of shaped weird and kind of bigger and heavier. And apparently, I don't know, I don't know how true the, the, the statement is, but supposedly the iridescence of their shell makes light go in, like helps light inside their body. And that light in, like interacts with their, their, their physicalness in a way, and their body is shaped in a way where by flapping its wings, even though it doesn't really generate lift, it creates this like anti-gravity effect that is like a type of lift. So it's like a, a different way of flying from a bird or a bee or something like that. And yeah, it, apparent, like the, it's like the Egyptians used to put the scarabs in a lot of the things. It's like, in a, it's like a cultural yeah. thing from them, you know? Yeah, actually, that's why I asked you if it was an actual living scarab, because I know that the scarab was a huge part of their culture and their religions and stuff like that. So you're saying that this, this particular type of scarab actually exists, because if that's the case, I'd like to look this up. And the reason why is because I want to see if, if there's accuracy or if it was a... Um, like a mistranslation. So I'll give, I'll give you an uh, example. So when people say, you know, according to the laws of physics, bumblebees can't fly, shouldn't fly, yet they do. Well, that's completely inaccurate. So what that came from was an old uh, aeronautics book from France, I believe, where they were talking about that – What's that? Yeah. <laughs> no, they had it right, actually. It was everybody else who repeated it wrong is what happened. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> what happened was they said, look, if a bumblebee used uh, fixed wing flight, it wouldn't be able to fly. The thing is, bumblebees use what's called a dynamic stall. So they create a pocket of air under themselves when they fly doesn't mean that they're defying the laws of physics when they fly. They're just using a different form of that same exact physics, that contact physics. So I want to take a look at that scarab that you're talking about there, Austin, because if it does have something a little bit different going on, I'd like to know what it is. That's very cool, man. Thank you.
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, I, I just read about it maybe a month ago and heard about it. And uh, the conversation you were having reminded me of it. And I, I don't know if it's similar to the bumblebee effect that is how it actually flies or if this, this I think this Victor, uh, I forget his last name, it's like a Russian dude was posting about it. And he, yeah, he was saying that it's it's kind of an, an anti-gravity effect that this scarab uses. And, um, you know, it could be that that that's a type of, uh, of physics that we're not really super aware of, but maybe the, you know, the powers that be are aware of it and do use it to create, yeah. you know, devices yeah. and flying, flying devices and what we call UFOs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and, you know, Sleepy, oh, are you still, are you still awake? Sleepy, Tanelle? Yeah, I'm awake. Is that a question? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, because we've been talking nonstop and haven't heard peep out of you. I'm just making sure that you're still there. No, that's what keeps me awake, actually. <laughs> no we're still here um like uh a topic for you guys uh could be mermaids if you guys are interested in that actually that would be really cool that would be really cool i've seen that one quite a few times i don't know uh bevo ralph you guys ever see any stuff on that mermaids yeah yeah in disney movies <laughs> yeah no i'm serious there's actually there's actually no. some evidence out there that there is an underwater style civilization that is uh part humanoid and just uh, like an evolved uh fish species i'm we, a we, mermaid yeah i want to see roya in a fish tail to be honest <laughs> Can you, Roya, do you have that, one? Can, can you organize that, Roya, and make it your profile pic? I will definitely be on that ASAP. It's going to happen now. <laughs> I could definitely see how lonely mariners could find something like a dugong or a manatee as, yeah. uh, as yeah. a mermaid. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's a cute, cute thing. <laughs> you, you know, man, you'd, have to be, you'd have to be well down on your vitamin C to think of dugong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or or drink a lot of rub, maybe. Maybe yeah. drink a lot of rub. I think I think they're far into the, the scurvy at that point. Yeah, starting to get delirious. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you know who I actually heard it from, um, which was interesting, was uh, from a friend that says that he's heard uh, tales and stuff like that about um, these springs. Because I um, I had told him that I went out to go camp, right? I went to these springs, and these springs have. Um, huge 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 caves down under underwater caves and they go deep as fuck and he was telling me that there's you know people out there that you know they talk uh about some tales about like you know that going on there so i was gonna tell you guys uh try to do research on um not salt water but on fresh water okay yeah. okay but those those springs are exactly the same springs that manatees use to live in during the winter and stuff you know what, Austin? That that I actually ran into a while back. That was that even rem that it was the only thing that said, "Okay, I'm willing to take a look at mermaids." Was people pulling up in fishing nets, fish that have been stabbed with like coral carved spear points that broke off in the fish, and they pulled it up. And I was like, "All right, well, you got one thing. It's at least enough to make me say." possibly but it's not real high up on my possibility list it's just enough to say maybe you know yeah 
So, and be- by the way, everybody, Bevo is here to keep me balanced. <laughs> That's one I'm of the reasons. To. I'm trying to. There's always, I am going to say some insane shit on our shows, man. Uh-huh. And I need somebody to, to, to be on the other side of the scale. Otherwise, we are just going to, I'm just going to sound like a rambling psycho and the show is going to suck. So, yeah, <laughs> I've got my work cut out for me, huh? Oh, yeah, you do, buddy. I've been doing this a long time and I used to do drugs. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in there that's, that's you, mixed you in with that, that, with that kind of not, crap. Are you telling me you're not on the now? Is that what you're, <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> I this is you so long time. Actually, you know what? The only drug I will say this. Uh the only thing I did today was a Red Bull and it's been about 3 months because I have a heart condition and I can't really have them. But I was so tired by the time I got out of work. I'm like, man, I need some energy to get this show going to make sure that the nest keeps going for the next hour. So, I can so feel you- that thing coursing through my veins here. <laughs> So what you said to yourself is, I can't have Red Bull because I've got a heart problem, but fuck it, I'm going to have one. That's what you Damn right. Said. Damn right. Yeah, I got more so balls you... and brains than I got a lot of fucking balls. So you... <laughs> Fucking IQ, man. What is it? Jeez. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I did get, I did pass a Mensa test about 20 years ago, if that's... What, uh... to, the, to the person sitting next to you or... No, no, I actually got accepted. Like, I didn't get accepted because I just passed the test and I hung out with those guys, and they're a bunch of friggin' know it all bastards. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I had a different interpretation of the word pass then. Sorry, that was a joke. What? What did you say? You said you you passed the men's test, and I said, what, to the person sitting next to you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I straight up did. That was a long time ago, but. I did want to say, like, going back to the Tartarian thing I was saying, um, the only reason why I know, like, knew about that, I live in St. Louis, which, like, we had the St. Louis World's Fair. and Oh, no mm-hmm. way. I'm about 200 miles from you, Roya. Oh, hell you know? yeah. Mm. I'm in what? misery. I'm in misery. Misery? <laughs> yeah, I'm in misery. <laughs> so true. Oh, my God. That's actually so incredible. You're so yeah. close to me. Okay. Um but um, one of the big theories with the Tartarian thing is like uh, that the St. Louis World's Fair was like everything that was like supposedly built was like already there. Um, so they like because like a lot of the things for the World's Fair, St. Louis World's Fair, it's not there anymore. Um, they took it down because they it was like plaster. If that's what they say. Um, so like it wasn't going to last. So they took it down like immediately. Um, the only thing that's left is um, some of the world um, in Forest Park. Some of it's left in the art museum. And um, even in the art museum, it's very detailed. And you're like, wow, they don't make things like this anymore. And, the, you know, it's yeah. that's that's one of the things that really got me interested in it. And, um, like I went down that we went down that rabbit hole and I was like, wow, it's like cool that that theory is like really connected to where I live. Yeah, there are all of the uh, world's fairs have that same story behind it, where these things were already here, and they just made a world's fair to show everybody, hey, this is going to be the last time anybody sees this. Take pictures if you want, because we're tearing it all down, because we're starting a new world. Like uh, they they called it like how I can't remember what it was like a generational reset, and uh, you know we're we're coming up on if anybody has ever seen 
that uh, uh, book from Charles Schwab at the World Economic Forum. It was the Great Reset. They're doing something similar now, so it's not uh, totally out of line to think that this hasn't happened before. Because if you think about what the World Economic Forum wants, it's just to completely reset society and erase as much stuff out of it as we can to just make a brand new form of labor workers for that 1% of the population. There's no reason to say that we haven't tried that once before, and that's where that mud flood Tartarian type thing came from, because there's plenty of records that that empire existed, and a lot of that shit was already here based on you know the, the way it was built, the technologies. We even have ancient maps with cities on it way before, you know, in America anyway, on North America, way before the Europeans got here. These places were already there. And we have these guys that were explorers writing this stuff down going, holy shit, you should see this place. And when they asked the local natives, they said, no, we didn't build this crap. This crap was already here. Huh. Yeah, it's gonna be, that's gonna be a good topic. Yeah, Bevo, yeah. you should. If have you been to like St. Louis City and like Forest Park and the art museum and all that? I've I've been up to St. Louis. You know, I went up in the arch, watched the um, watched the the boys hit the the ball around the park. Um, but I didn't go to the museum. Um, actually, interesting story. I seen the New York Yankees play the um the St. Louis lads at the Cardinals, the, old, uh, the, the Cardinals. Yeah. Killing it. At, at the last, before they pulled down the Bush stadium, I got some tickets and it was the first time the Cardinals had played the Yankees in 30 years. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. And it was before in the old stadium, just before they pulled it down. And unfortunately, the Cardinals got their ass kicked, eh? <laughs> Dude, you're so lucky. I've always, like, I'm so sad that I was born after that old stadium was knocked no, down because it was so no, beautiful. It was only like 10 years ago, it was still there. Was it? I don't remember it. I'm, yeah. I really 10? don't remember it. No, 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 no. I just don't mm. remember when they knocked it down. I probably just don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of my childhood. So. <laughs> but like, wow, I wish I could have seen a game in that stadium. It was yeah, so beautiful. Was, I mean, I'm a cheap bastard. So my I had a nosebleed um, <laughs> in my seats. They were that high up the back. But I was there. It was uh, – who was that guy that played for – I'm not real um, big on the baseball and I don't follow it that much. But the he got paid gazillions for the Yankees, a batter. What was his name? Um Ooh. Who's the famous famous Yankees? He was the highest paid dude forever. Ten Man. years. Ago. I, I Anyone really, know? Yeah. Jeter. <laughs> Who? Derek Jeter. No, it wasn't. That Ro wasn't Rogers. Right. Aaron Rodgers. No. It wasn't no. Uh, Roger Clemens. Uh, was he a, a batter? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, it's just slipped my brain. I watched him anyway. He got. Like that year that I went to see. I'm sorry, Rodriguez, Aaron Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez. That's yeah, him. that's it. The year I went, I seen them play the um, Cardinals. There, he got 25 million, like that year or something stupid. And that was like 10 years ago. And I'm like, and he didn't hit a run. Eh? He got, he's got his ass handed to him that day. Um, there was a, there was a guy who had an interesting name was Poohhole. Um, he did really well. <laughs> I mean, who? If your name's Poohhole, don't you change it? Pools, <laughs> yeah, 
he, I've heard like he's like actually an asshole. Like in like when you meet him, like he's well, like really mean. <laughs> well, with a name like Poohole, how could you not? Be? Yeah, he probably got uh, ripped on pretty good when he was a kid. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty shitty name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very funny. Yeah. yeah, but it sticks. I will say, Bevo, I do recommend going and checking out the art museum because, like, wow, like, you can, based on the Tartarian theory, like, it really, I really was like, oh, it kind of makes sense. Like, that, the St. Louis Art Museum being, like, the only remnant of that World's Fair or whatever is, like, you can really just tell, like, wow, this well, is well, way my, cool. Maybe, um myself and my wife will come up for a visit and you can take us to the museum and, and the base. Hell yeah. And then buy me some ribs. Yeah. <laughs> I some got good you. Ribs in St. Louis, man. Some good ribs. Oh, I, yes, I know all do. the spots. Yeah. Hey, you know what, guys? We only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Tanel and Sleepy, I wanted to see if you wanted to bring up anybody from the audience and hear if there were any particular topics that somebody would like to hear on the show as we're doing them. So if anybody had any specific subjects they wanted us to cover, we'll go ahead and take some requests. Tree of Liberty and Satoshi Tico have had their hand up for the longest. So go ahead, Liberty. Hey. Yeah. So... Have you talked about the chupacabras, you know, like the cryptozoology stuff? I actually have cryptozoology on my list. Yes, I do. Yes, I like that subject. Uh, one of them, because uh, we never know, but uh, one of them, there was this thing in America called the Texas Blue Dog. And for a long time, it was this insane looking uh, dog type species. Now, that was, it was a... Um, you know, like a strange creature until they actually got one. And when they did a, a DNA scan on it, they realized it was just a combination of a bunch of different canine style dogs. It wound up not being anything new or unnatural. It was just an odd combination. But yeah, I, I like that topic a lot. Um, the goat I don't know if you know this. What's that? You know that? The, the goat soccer, the chupacabras. And you know that uh, people said that, uh, you know, used to be seen in the 90s around here in several towns in Costa Rica. But uh, there's been attacks, recent attacks. So nobody has reported that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still a thing over here. Yeah, they, yeah they I would like first, to... They were first seen in 1995. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, I wanted to do that also because Bebo's down from the region by Australia and there was some people talking about that they're, they have seen that thylacine again and that it might not actually be extinct. It might still be around. So I wanted to cover cryptozoology. Yeah, that's a really good subject. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Tico, but there was a time where the panda bear was a mythical creature because in Europe, nobody had heard of this insane bear style thing. They said, okay, all these people from Asia, and this is going back hundreds of years. They said, all these people from Asia are talking about this black and white vegetarian bear with a round head. And they had never seen anything like it. So they assumed that it was just something that they made up and it was like a children's story kind of bear because it was a gentle bear. And until they actually got, they found one that was dead, they skinned it and said in the pelt, 
all the way to Europe and they inspected it and they said, holy shit, this thing might actually live. That's when they started sending people over. So for a long time, the panda bear was a mythological creature because it wasn't well known. So I'm wondering what else we have on our planet that just because it's not popular doesn't mean doesn't exist. Mm, good point. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Um, fucking amazing, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's start wrapping it up. And I really, really, I can't fucking wait. Did you guys by any chance say the date that you guys are going to start this? We still have to figure out the times and because uh, the time zones for us are very different. And we are going to pick a date that's convenient for all of us. But I would say we should have something hammered out in a week or two and then start the show from there. Man, you let me know. You let me know, new one. Uh, you, you have to be the first guests, you two, Tedder and, and Sleepy. I'll that would be awesome. You Just tell me when I'll be, and I'll be there. No worries. <laughs> you guys want to have... Okay, yeah, you guys said um, having guests. Yeah, I'm fucking down. Whenever you guys are... I'm down, man. I'm down. I'm fucking... Awesome. Um... Roya, you want to say your goodbyes? I know you spoke for most of the time here. Yeah, it was so, I'm just so glad because um, honestly, like, it's kind of like my low-key um, love is like researching conspiracies. So thank you guys for talking. And I'm really, really so excited to listen to you all. Absolutely. It was great having you. Yeah, it was good for all you guys to um, to have us up here. And uh, thanks for coming in and co-hosting, Roya. And Tanel and Sleepy, good effort, dudes. I mean, I know you're both really, really tired, but hang in there. It's nearly over. Um, just think of everybody else in the world that's doing tougher than us at the minute. That's all you got to do to get, help you get through. Um, yeah, good good job, fellas. And um, I'll try and hang around until you till you close this out. Like, what do you got left? Another, what, four hours? It ain't shit. I don't even know what it is, but it ain't shit. We, we ain't no bitch. We're not going to let this shit stop us. Um, yeah. We got this. yeah easy man easy <laughs> i gotta i need the energy i need the energy i need to come up like man oh my god i was we ain't no pussies we ain't no fucking <laughs> pussies man come on yeah no nah, you'll make it man you're on the down you're on the downhill you're on the back nine dude <laughs> we got this i fucking love you guys you guys killed it yeah. um i i hope uh, we get to speak very 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 fucking soon uh yeah. next up all right so let me bring you guys down hold up all right bye guys thank, thank you, you. Bye. amazing yeah drink water guys. guys drink water <laughs> <laughs>